Welcome to Shift the Atmosphere. I'm your host, Philip Renner, and I'm here reminding you that wherever you go, God goes before you. He is with you, and when you walk in the room with His presence, you shift the atmosphere wherever you are. It's not other people's atmospheres and their attitudes that mess with you. It's not the spiritual strongholds that mess with you, but because of the power of God on the inside of you, you can shift the atmosphere wherever you go. The last podcast that we were doing, it was so powerful. We were talking about walking by faith and not by sight. And if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it because I tell stories about how God told me how to walk by faith and not by sight. What does it actually mean? What does it mean to be like in the dark, but yet you have someone who is leading you, who is guiding you? You have a shepherd who has gone before you, who has prepared the way, and there is nothing impossible for our God because he's already gone before you. He has already prepared the way. You are unstoppable because of Jesus Christ. But we paralleled that with Elisha. And because we follow the voice of Holy Spirit, we are unstoppable. And we talked about somebody who understood that voice, who understood the guiding and the leading of Holy Spirit. And because he followed that voice, he was able to skip ambushes, not only in his own life, but also in the life of the king, Elisha. Elisha knew the voice of Holy Spirit. And a recap of this story is as follows. The king of Aram had planned an ambush for the king of Israel. He knew that at this time tomorrow, at this specific location, the king of Israel is supposed to be there. And so I'm going to ambush him and I'm going to have the victory over the king. But God was so good because before the king could get there, before the enemy of Israel could get there, Elisha got a word from God. And he said, tell the king of Israel not to be where he plans to be tomorrow because there's an ambush waiting for him. And because he listened to God's voice, he saved the king of Israel over and over again. So many times that the king of Aram got upset and thought to himself, who is the spy in my camp? Who is the spy in my army? Who is feeding information to the king of Israel where I'm going to be tomorrow? So he asked them, who is the spy? Speak up. They said, there's no spies here. But Elisha knows what you say in the privacy of your bedroom. You see, Elisha was so in tune to the voice of Holy Spirit that he was able to skip the ambush that the enemy king had prepared. There are so many times in our lives where we don't have to go through the storm that we're going through if we would listen to the voice of Holy Spirit. And we talked 
all about that. How do you hear the voice of Holy Spirit in the last podcast? It was powerful. So I'm not going to repeat that, but you need to go and re-listen to it because we have to be in tune with the voice of Holy Spirit, just like Elisha. Because of this whole situation, the king of Aram is very upset with Elisha. He says, oh, that's what he thinks he's doing. He thinks he's going to stop me where I am going to kill him. I know where he lives. I'm going to go and I am going to ambush him when he least expects it. I'm going to send my entire army and I'm going to go after Elisha. Now, this is crazy because you have this army, army of thousands and thousands of people going after one man. Think about that. When you hear the voice of Holy Spirit, an army is going to be afraid of you. The enemy is going to be afraid of you. And they're not truly afraid of you. They're afraid of the one who you carry and the one who you know. So you have this situation where this whole army goes against one man. And finally, they get to his house. And we're going to start reading from there. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 13. Go and find out where he is, the king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. And the report came back, Elisha is in Dothan. So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses to surround the city. Now, I want to stop right there because that's a very important point. The king of Aram marched all night through the night to get Elijah. There's a very powerful principle in this story. And that is the fact that the devil does all his dirty work in the night. Think about it. Think about what happens from 11 p.m. to early morning, 3 a.m. Think about all this satanic activity that happens in the night. There have been many times where I've woken up in the middle of the night and the Lord says, I need to spend time with you. But that kind of prayer is not really like an encounter with Jesus. It's more like I'm fighting for somebody. It's more like, Philip, you can't sleep right now because it's time to fight. It's time to fight against the satanic activity. And sometimes I can see people in my spirit. I can see visions. I can see people who are committing suicide. I know of issues that are happening in the area. And I wake up in the middle of the night to fight against what the enemy is trying to do. And I can feel people's burdens. I can feel the principalities and the powers coming against me. It's in the night. There's been many times that I've woken up in the middle of the night and I just know that I'm fighting for somebody. So if you're listening to this right now and you say, well, I've been waking up in the middle of the night recently, but I just go back to bed. I want to encourage you. Wake up and fight for somebody. God is waking you up so that you can fight somebody else's battles. 
In fact, Proverbs 8.31 says that we have to speak up for those who cannot speak up for themselves. There are people that do not know how to fight. They do not know how to worship. They do not know how to claim the word. And so God wakes you up to fight for them. There's battles happening in the night. And God is waking you up to be a warrior for somebody else. You see, in this story, Elisha was a warrior for the king. The king didn't know how to stand. The king didn't know how to hear God's voice. But Elisha, Elisha knew God's voice. And you have the situation where the king of Aram is upset. He wants to kill Elisha. And so through the night, he travels and he finally gets to Elisha's house in the morning. Verse 15. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Now, I love this scripture. Verse 16. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. I want to speak that over you right now. There are more on our side than theirs. One more time. There are more on our side than theirs. And it's so powerful. Then Elisha prayed, verse 17, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. When I read that scripture, it is the scripture for every single prodigal that must come home. Open his eyes so that he may see. Right now, Father, I thank you for every single person that has run away from God's presence, run away from God's house, and we speak to them right now. Maybe God is even calling you to listen to this through the night, and you're waking up, and you're asking, Lord, what is the prayer that I need to pray for the prodigals to come home? And God is saying, Open their eyes. Pray that their eyes would be open so that they would see, so that they would no longer be in the dark, but God would open their eyes and they would see the truth. And I speak over you in the name of Jesus, and I say that prodigals are coming home. I say that your prayers are powerful. I say that your prayers shift the atmosphere, and you will see the result of your prayers. The Bible is very clear. It says, we send the word of God, and the word of God does not come back void. It comes back with answers. Answers are coming to you. You call on the name of the Lord, and the Lord will come to you, and the Lord will strengthen you. That is a very powerful prayer. It says, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. You have the situation where the servant of the man of God, basically the assistant, comes out, and he says, uh, Elisha, have you seen what's going on outside? There's a whole army that is coming to kill you. What are we going to do? You know, many times it may look like there's a disease or there's 
issues in my finances or there's depression, whatever it is, it feels like it's an army, but God is fighting for you. Somebody is fighting for you. In fact, somebody is praying for you at that moment. They're saying, Lord, open their eyes so that they can see that God is with them, that by your stripes, we are healed, that we don't have to live in fear, that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. See, these are all truths that are so powerful and You can't just receive them as information. They have to become revelation on the inside of you. And when they become revelation on the inside of you, there is nothing that can stop you because that revelation is living. It's breathing on the inside of you. And when you got a revelation, nothing is impossible for you because God is living on the inside of you. This is so powerful. I'm telling you, you have to pray for somebody else. Open his eyes. Open their eyes. But in that same moment, somebody is praying for you. Open their eyes so that they can see revelations in the word of God that they have never seen before. And in that moment, the Bible says that his eyes were opened and he sees chariots of fire. The hillside around Elisha was filled with, with horses and chariots of fire. The supernatural realm is so real. If we could see into the supernatural realm, if we could see with God's eyes, in fact, this is what I call this message, is see with God's eyes. You see, in the natural, it doesn't seem like things are shifting. It doesn't seem like things are changing. But in the spirit, everything is moving. There are pictures that you can look at, and I like looking at these pictures, where when you look at this picture, you see one thing, but if you look a little closer, you can see that things are moving. You can see a different picture. There are pictures where you look at it and first it looks like you see death, but then when you look a little closer, when you focus on everything, you see life. You may see death today. You may see like everything is bad, but God is praying over you and God is speaking over you and he is saying, open your eyes, open your eyes and you will see that the picture is completely different. You will see that God is fighting for you. You will see, you will see that I am El Shaddai more than enough. I am more than a conqueror on the inside of you. I am your champion. And there is a war cry on the inside of me that is fighting for you. You know, I love Psalm 18, and honestly, we could probably do four programs of just Psalm 18, which we're going to do. But when you read Psalm 18, it is a picture of God angry. And God is angry because the enemy is messing with his people. And he's not angry with his people. He's angry with the enemy. He's angry with the sickness. He's angry with the disease. He's angry with the depression. And the Bible says that he rises like a mighty warrior and he fights for you. And that is exactly what he did. 
in this chapter. Because the next prayer that Elisha prays is just so powerful. And I want us to focus on this moment. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 18. As the Aramean army advanced towards him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness, as Elisha had asked. Now, it's amazing to me that it doesn't say that Elisha fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. It doesn't say that Elisha fell on his knees and screamed to God and said, God, where are you? It doesn't say any of that. It simply says that he made a command and he said, blind them. It's so simple. Just blind them. You see, he was able to speak like that because he knew who he was and he knew to whom he belonged. He knew who he served. He knew that the army was not afraid of him, but they were afraid of the one he served. And he knew that God was a mighty warrior. In fact, I believe, I believe that that army did not just see Elisha. I believe that they saw that God was with Elisha. And this prayer is so simple. Blind them. Just blind them, Lord. Now, I'm praying over you right now. And I don't know what the enemy is trying to do with you. I don't know what he's saying to you. But you can pray this simple prayer. Blind them. I've prayed for people who are going through situations with this prayer. I said, there's a simple prayer in the Bible. Blind them. Blind the enemy. The enemy does not know what's coming to him. The enemy is going to be sorry that he messed with you, that he messed with your family, because you pray that simple prayer. God prays that prayer through you. Blind them. You see, we have to stop begging God for what he has already given us. He's already given us the victory through the cross. He's already given us healing. He's already given us peace. He's already given us hope. He's given us everything that we need, everything that we need in the word of God. Every answer is already there. Every breakthrough is already there. So that when we come to God, we're not begging for something that we've already received. We are taking what belongs to us. You see, Ephesians 2.6 says that we are seated in heavenly places. Now, if I was to sit with you right now, then I would be sitting with you. I'm not bowing on my knees before you. I'm not begging you. I'm sitting with you. I'm sitting with you at the table right now. We're talking right now, which means that I'm working with you and you are working with me. It is time for the church to begin to work with God. And when you begin to work with God in the spirit, you'll see that he has given you everything that you already need, that he has gone before you. He has paved the way. He has gathered his own and the voice of a stranger you will not follow. You're going to see in the spirit Even in the natural, when it seems like things aren't moving in the spirit, everything is moving. And you can pray that simple prayer and you can just say, blind them. 
And the Bible says that the entire army was blinded that day. Now, I want you to lift up your hands right now. I don't know what you're dealing with, but I know that in the spirit, everything is moving and everything is changing. So lift up those hands. The Bible says, lift up holy hands. I've got my hands lifted with you right now. And we are going to begin to work with God. We're going to do what Ephesians 2.6 says, that we are seated in heavenly places with God. We're working with him. So I've got my hands lifted up with you, and we're going to speak to the Father. Father, I thank you that you are fighting for me. I thank you that I already have the victory. And I thank you that you have gathered your own. You have gathered me, my family. You have my calling prepared. You have everything that I need prepared. You have gathered everything together. You've gone before me. You've prepared the way. I will not listen to the voice of a stranger. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, even though I can't see. I know that you have gone before me. Even though in this dark world, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know you hold my future. So, Father, I thank you that everything that I need, every question that I could possibly ask, has already been answered in your word. So, I'm going to spend time in your presence. I'm going to spend time fighting my battles with my hands lifted up, quoting the word of God. I'm not going to beg for what has already been given to me. I take it in the name of Jesus. Just say that. I take that. I take every single blessing, not a single promise in your word will fall to the ground. Everything that you have promised me will come to pass in the name of Jesus. And so I speak to the enemy with your authority in the name of Jesus. And I say, blind them. Blind the enemy. Blind his tactics. In the name of Jesus. I have already won. I already have the victory. It may look like things aren't moving. It may look like in the natural, things are not good. But I speak to the army. I speak to the principalities and powers. And I say, in the name of Jesus, you are blinded and you have no authority over me. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to lift up your hands. I want you to begin thanking God and say, God, I am free. God, I am with you. And if you are with me, then nothing is impossible. Your love never fails. The enemy's attack fail all the time. I skip all of the ambushes because I listen to your voice. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that I walk in victory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. This has been so powerful. Honestly, even as I'm recording this right now, I can feel the presence of God in this room. And I'm speaking over you in the name of Jesus. You are more than a conqueror. Anything that you put your hands to will be successful. Amen. If this has blessed you, 
and you want to sow a seed into what we do as a ministry. I go into dark places. I preach the gospel. We write songs. We write books. We're spreading the gospel all around. You can go to philiprona.com and you can become a monthly partner like that. Or you can also get our books, Worship Without Limits and A Fasted Life. It's a consecrated life that will bring you closer to Jesus, that will prepare you for any battle, for any situation you face. Remember, God is fighting for you. Anywhere you go, you shift the atmosphere. God bless you.